Welcome back. This is Raghu Banda. This is our season two, podcast six. And today I have invited Mark Burke from SAP. And today we, the topic we'll be discussing is planning in the context of machine learning with SAP S4 HANA. And let us get into the topic. Hi, Mark. Uh, how are you doing? doing? Doing well. Thanks for the invite, Raghu. So maybe I'll say few words about Mark. Mark is uh, a product manager from the SAP S4 HANA team, and he's focused on extended financial planning analysis. Mark has a MBA in finance, and he predominantly looks for practical methods to meet planning requirements and works with SAP consulting and other subject matter experts to deliver best practice planning content to the customers, partners, and consultants. He has been with SAP for a little over 12 years, out of which, uh, which includes four years as a consultant in planning. Before joining SAP, Mark was an SAP customer in the planning space, and he was leading the corporate financial planning processes for a $2 billion division of Nestle. Thanks, Mark, for accepting our uh, invite and joining the session. Maybe a few words you would like to share. Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, yeah, as far as my background, I think uh, it's a very unique background. I've been a customer of SAP. I then became uh, joined SAP and became a consultant at SAP. And now I am a product manager at SAP. And so having that customer background in the area of planning, along with uh, in, uh, being out in the field and seeing many customers as a consultant, and now uh, engaging with uh, SAP customers and partners uh, and even internal colleagues um, as a product manager leads to another set of experiences. So um, have an extensive uh, background in planning and looking forward to explaining some of that here on, on today's podcast. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for the quick background introduction as well. So let us uh, dive into the conversation topic for today. Maybe uh, I'll first come up with this teaser question. Uh, from your real life experiences, Mark, do you have or can you provide an instance where you see that a particular planning event could have been handled differently if a bit of machine learning or predictive analytics was involved? Any thoughts or something like that you would share? Yeah, sure. So um, in the area of planning, um, and in, in, in particular financial planning, often what we are doing is trying to, uh, you know, there, there's an accounting that takes place in the actual books, and then we're pretty much doing a, a, a look forward, and we're trying to figure out the future, um, whether it be financial metrics like uh, revenue or cost, but or also operational metrics like volume um, and headcount. And so you have these, uh, you have these metrics in the uh, where machine learning and predictive really could come in handy. Let's take an example. Uh, as noted in my bio, uh, I worked two, $2 billion division of Nestle uh, looking at ice cream sales. And uh, we were trying to pretty much forecast or predict ice cream sales into the future. Well, um, think about ice cream sales. When do ice cream sales uh, go up? They go up in the summertime when, it, when the weather's warmer um, around the world. It's predictable, it's established. And where machine learning or predictive analytics would really have helped back in those days um, would have been something 
in our planning tool that would allow us to account for that seasonality, meaning that uh, we have our baseline of sales of our ice cream, but in the summertime, it would automatically adjust to accommodate for the, uh, for the known demand uh, that, that takes place, the, the increase in demand that takes place during the summer. So some, some intelligence that would look to the history and would see that, okay, uh, ice cream sales spike in, uh, in the summertime. And so that when I was doing my planning of my volume of how much ice cream I was going to sell in this upcoming year, it would automatically trend it in a way that it would account for uh, that seasonality. And so those types of things, um, there are tools available back then that were trying to do that. Um, but I think with machine learning and predictive analytics, um, the, the more complex versions of it, some of it available already in SAP Analytics Cloud, it would be it would look at historical trends and actually uh, uh, address the seasonality of ice cream demand in in our forecast. And so that's that's an example um, of a of an instance where machine learning or predictive analytics, meaning that it can look at the past and trend it into the future, um, it would uh, it would handle that seasonality that that spike in sales that would take place during the summertime without me as the individual planner having to worry about that, that it's automatically handled. So that's a, that's a, that's a, a, a good example. That's a beautiful analogy, uh, Mark. I really like that example that you have uh, provided. So now let us uh, dive back into our Today's topic, uh, today's podcast topic of how SAP is leveraging the planning functionality in the context of machine learning. I know while planning is forward-looking as well as predictive analytics, maybe predictive analytics has a different flavor to the same, like in the example of the analogy you gave. Could you provide or could you elaborate how planning and predictive analytics functionality can complement each other? Uh, maybe to provide a comprehensive uh, ML solution for the customers. I know SAP is doing that, but maybe in a few thoughts around that. Sure. Um, if I if we were to look at how how these relate to each other, which I think is really the question, and how can they work together? I think that a planning solution in in, in this new planning solution using machine learning and predictive it would start with the predictive aspects, meaning that it would look at trends and then it would predict the future based on trends. And it's it's no different than our, what's called a regression analysis that someone may have done in Excel that pretty much carries forward a value like the volume of sales or maybe the headcount, but it, carry, it carries forward that value into the future. And I think that a, a good planning solution would actually start with the predictive features to pre-populate that, uh, that 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 future value based on the historical trend, uh, and uh, that should be the ease of that should should be able to and that requires you actually to load and and have access to your historical data. So one of the prerequisites for that is that you have your historical data available to you so that you can predict the future based on the historical data using things like regression analysis and even a curve for things like seasonality and so on that allow you to actually predict the future with some good intelligence about what that might be. But it will never replace some of the, uh, uh, that what will happen after that will and never will be replaced is what the planner making some decisions 
that are different in the future than what they did in the past. So for example, if it came to headcount, the, there's, there's very little chance that the predictive analytics would know that you wanna grow your headcount in a particular area because you wanna open a new office, let's say, and you're gonna open a new sales office or a new factory somewhere. And so after the predictive analytics did its job and came up with a trended value into the future, the planner would have the ability to then do an override and be able to actually increase or decrease or flatten or whatever you want to call it, the number based on the prediction because of some business decisions that you're going to make in the future. For instance, maybe there's an acquisition that's going to increase your headcount. Maybe you're going to open this new office in a new country, but there's no way the predictive data would be able to understand that. And so I think a, a good planning process in this new world of having all these, uh, these uh, really elegant tools would start with a predictive uh, forecast and you could even store that as and say, this is what the future holds based on our current trends, but then you would override some of that and maybe you're keeping track of that in, in a separate view, um, but those overrides then would, uh, would now say, we're gonna make some business decisions that will, that will change that prediction based on the predictive. So getting the two to work together is critical. The, the sequence of it is very important. So you need the prediction first, then you do the override, and now these two are working together. And I think the, the opportunity to actually store the predictive value as one uh, version, maybe call that your trended version, and then having a second version uh, that allows you to say, well, I did some overrides, and then you could keep those two in your hip pocket and see which one was more accurate. And uh, obviously the one that, if you follow through with these override business decisions, then you would have, then you, you, you're you gonna be closer to that plan. But anyway, you have the tools and something like SAP Analytics Cloud, you have the tools to be able to store both. You could, you could uh, and you could actually start with the predictive and then supplement that with some additional business decisions and do some overrides. So that's how the two can work together. Okay, that's, uh, I think you have put it in a very nice, I think a beautiful way, Mark. That's uh, kind of getting the, using the predictive analytics tool to identify the trends and then positioning within the planning and then later on identifying how these two go together. I think that's a beautiful way I think I've put. Maybe I think, um, let us continue that conversation. And I think, um, I know we have come a long way in terms of how planning solutions and these different tools have been developed as part of the SAP product portfolio, in particular S4 and SAC. I know you have been working in that field for quite a long time. Uh, do you, or can you provide any high level overview of what kind of planning solutions can be leveraged here? Yeah, sure. So um, there's different forms. The one that we've been talking about is uh, in the one that we kind of focus on and the main planning tool coming out of SAP today is, is SAP Analytics Cloud. This is a very robust, modern cloud-based uh, solution. And what does cloud-based mean? Cloud means there's no real footprint on your desktop. Um, it's all in the cloud. Your data's in the cloud, your, the software's in the cloud, and you don't have to install really anything on your local desktop. And uh, by using SAP Analytics Cloud, you're now able to handle, first of all, your integration to data sources. You're able to handle your analysis of data and combining data sources and you're able to handle the planning components, and you're also able to handle these predictive components. So analysis, planning, predictive, all inside of one tool, including 
some opportunity to collaborate, and then obviously also to integrate to multiple sources. Now, there are some other planning solutions still available within SAP. There's also uh, integrated business planning. IBP is really being focused on the supply chain, really the manufacturing mostly, uh, but of uh, the supply chain and really doing detailed uh, planning that really supports what's called the sales and operations planning process. So if you think of SAC, SAP Alias Cloud, as this high level a tool that handles a broad set of planning functionality, along with analysis, along with predictive, and includes all this integration ability. IBP is a much more focused solution, integrated business planning, and is really set down in the supply chain area that you're really doing your demand planning that eventually will integrate into your financial plan that might be sitting in SAP Alias Cloud, but these two will work side by side. But those are the two main tools. There are a few others out there. There's some legacy tools like business planning and consolidation that is used in the on-premise world that is now being uh, now being replaced by SAP Analytics Cloud. But those are your two main planning solutions available with, uh, with uh, uh, SAP. Thanks, uh, thanks, Mark. I think that's very uh, detailed information about providing some thoughts about these two uh, big solutions. Maybe we'll take a quick break and come back into, and then go a bit more into the details about uh, some of the use cases around. All right, uh, welcome back. So before our break, I think we have been getting into an interesting uh, segue into our discussion about uh, different planning solutions and. Maybe I think uh, let us go a bit more into this. Uh, so Mark, can you provide any examples or use case scenarios that benefit our customers, our partners, when we talk about these different planning solutions or the products in the planning portfolio that complement with the predictive analytic solutions? Yeah, sure. So um, we have some solutions that we started introducing predictive analytics or predictive features in. And there's functionality called predictive, but there's also business scenarios that use uh, 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 predictive, meaning that we can actually simulate prediction through some of the things. So let's just take an example um, of workforce planning. So what what are some of the things, uh, so some of the processes that take place in order to complete a workforce plan? So imagine you have a company that has about 10,000 people in it. And um, that, that number of 10,000, that goes up or down month to month uh, definitely will have gone up or down over time as people retire, as you do new hires, as people leave the company and so on. And so um, what we do in a workforce planning solution is we take the latest headcount coming out of your uh, out of your HR system. In this case, uh, we use SAP success factors um, and we take the latest headcount. And let's say that adds up to 10,000. We break that out by job, location, cost center, and we actually present that as the starting point of the headcount. But what does that headcount really, you know, when predicting the future of headcount, what's one of the assumptions you can make? We have something called the assumption generator that we've built. This is a functionality that we've put together inside of SAP Analytics Cloud. And what the, uh, the assumption generator does is this, it has some intelligence in it to make really predictions into the future. So if you have 10,000 employees today, unless you do something uh, different, 
you're going to have 10,000 employees each month into the future. So the first thing that we do is we set up a process where we take the 10,000 people that we have today, broken out by a cost center, broken out by job, broken out by location, and we carry them forward into the future and automatically predict them as being in on as part of the headcount into the future. So when somebody opens up their planning sheet, the 10,000 people that they have today are predicted into the future and already planned going forward. And that includes not only their headcount, but their latest salary. So immediately we know what our monthly budget is into the future uh, for our headcount by simply carrying forward the 10,000 people into each month into the future how, for however long your, your time horizon is. And we actually multiply that by their salary and come up with a monthly budget. Now, what you do as a planner then is that these overrides come in where you start saying, well, in the future, I know I'm gonna hire a few more people. In the future, I know some of these people will retire or leave the company. And then also in the future, I may transfer people between different locations and different uh, jobs. And so what the planner does at that point is they actually start filling in uh, those overrides. Things like, I'm going to hire 10 more people here. I'm going to um, assume that there's retirement and that all comes together. So the, the predictive portion of that is really helping uh, just use some simple logic like, hey, if I have 10,000 people today, I'm going to have 10,000 people tomorrow unless I, as a manager, make some decision to hire, or if attrition comes in and people want to retire, um, I can make an adjustment there. Or if people want to transfer, I can transfer them around. So those, that's, that's a simple example. Um, now, in that, we also have expense. In our assumption generator, what it does is we actually take a look at the historical expense trends, things like travel. We take all the travel dollars for the last 12 months and we look at how many people were in that group the last 12 months, and we put it on a per person basis, and we predict that into the future. So you leveraging the, the history, we actually say, hey, it's $500 per person on average in travel in this job, in this location. And so we actually predict that it's going to be $500 per person into the future. And then again, the, the manager can come in there and actually accept that trend at $500 per person. They can ad adjust that trend up or down based on uh, travel budgets and so on. And then that per person cost gets multiplied by the headcount. And now we have a total travel budget. So all of these kind of come, things come together and what our assumption generator does in the area of workforce planning, and it's called workforce planning for SAP S4HANA, what it does is it actually on the day you open up your plan, all of your people are planned into the future already. All of your expenses per person are planned into the future already. You have immediately when you open up your budget, a total already based on the current headcount, based on the current expense trends. And then what you do as a manager is you make it adjustments to either the number of people or the per person costs, and then uh, your total budget will be derived. But this accelerates your ability to do your uh, plan. It also, because you don't have to look up a bunch of data and all the data is already filled in. And then it also simplifies your budgeting process because you don't have to go searching for this information in other tools. We've already presented it to you. So all of that combined becomes a simpler planning experience, faster, hopefully more accurate. And uh, we can do that with, to have a, a, a headcount plan for 10,000 people come to you out of the box on the day that you that you implement and the day that you actually open up your planning to start start doing your plan, 
is a great benefit to the customer in a planning scenario. So that's that's a beautiful analogy that you have provided, um, Mark. I think it explains that I think you have humanized the whole experience, right? I think it's where you're trying to see where is my budget, and also you have added this additional budget with regard to the travel budget and the other cost budget and the expenses, and kind of gives the senior management or the project managers or the managers a very good understanding about where the costs are and how they are positioned for the future. I think that's a beautiful way, I think, that you have put. Maybe I, I think... think uh, yeah, yeah I quick would, question, just yeah. a quick follow-up to that, Raghu, because um, one thing that historically, we, I mean, we've been building content, our, our team has been building content for a long time in the planning space. We originally used to give every every scenario a blank sheet and say, oh, we'll create the structure to fill in all this data. Um, then you as the planner go in and fill it in. But what we learned over many, many years of, of seeing how customers and, and planners uh, look at data is we they were doing a lot of manual steps. So what were they doing? They had 10,000 employees. They were using Excel or whatever to copy that forward and just do it. So what we looked at is a way and we said, let's get more efficient. Let's Let's automate some of these steps for them. Let's automatically take 10,000 employees, copy them forward into each period. Let's multiply that by salary to start and let's hand them a budget and then they can make adjustments. And so we just, it's really a learning. Five years ago, 10 years ago, we were not filling in planning sheets automatically, but leveraging the thinking of like machine learning or predictive, whatever you want to call it, or how people think and what were some of the manual steps they were doing, we automated some of that. And this assumption generator does exactly what we just talked about. It assumes some some, some common uh, some common financial and some common things that people think about, and carries it forward. And uh, so, when you open up your budget, it's fully populated, and then you just have to sit there and make uh, small adjustments for any management overrides. Think of it as an override. And uh, in that scenario, it becomes much a much more efficient and much more pleasant planning experience. So. Sure, sure. I think no, that is beautiful. I think that's a that's the the way you have explained. I think it's very easy to kind of get for the customers and for the audience. Is that I think yeah. So your planning tools. I think you do not need to start on a empty sheet, but you can easily carry forward and then make the adjustments as needed. Maybe I think uh, let us go a bit more deeper into the topic of how these planning models are built uh, on SAC. Whether where you can bring in the functionality like you like I've explained from the success factors from the whitelisted series views from S4, the success factors data, and maybe um, I believe you could also get this travel expense data from Conquer and also maybe the Ariba spend data. Uh, I believe now you could with all that you could also build a virtual data model in SAC pulls all this planning data and then build these additional predictions where you could have these actual planned and predicted data, right? I think, so could you briefly talk the mechanics behind this uh, of how this is built, meaning a bit more, I know you also have a very good background on all this uh, technical behind the scenes um, mechanics. So a brief uh, overview on that. Yeah, sure. So. Um... 
So in the in the planning world, using SAP Analytics Cloud, very similar to how it was with what was called BPC standard, which was business planning consolidation standard, you have a choice during the planning process to build a model to your needs. And so what's, what's nice about that is that you can look back at your data source. Let's say if it's SAP S for HANA, um, you can look, or uh, even success factors, you can look back to your data sources and you can see, hey, maybe these data sources have 30, 40, 50 fields. You can pick and choose which fields you want to bring forward. So an example of a, of a workforce planning model, definitely we will look at cost center. Um, we will look at uh, job, we'll look at location, we'll look at company code, but we'll limit it to that. We may not bring in a lot of other dimensionality. And um, so you make that now, when we talk about integration, um, something like workforce planning has two integration jobs. One of the integration jobs goes to S4 to pull in financial data related to employee and employee related expense. So like things like salary, bonus, benefits, then your travel and your office expense and even your training budgets and your trading costs, those all come through from S4 into your, your, your SAC model. Now we also then use a separate connector for success factors to act to SAP success factors to pull in some HR data, like what is the headcount? What is the latest salary I'm paying this person, which is different than the monthly payroll. Um, and uh, then also you might be looking at things, uh, for instance, a technique we're starting to deploy now is people announce their retirement and they're reflected in the HR system already. And so we can pull forward, we can pull into SAC um, the uh, future retirements because those are going to be people that are going to leave the company. We already know people announce now that they're going to leave at the end of the year. Then we can actually have some of the, uh, some of the, uh, uh, we can integrate to some of that data to, to put that into our plan to already assume planned retirements that are already uh, uh, booked to happen. And so that integration becomes, yes, connecting to a CDS view through an OData service in SAP for S SAP S for HANA, connecting directly to success factors employee central for some headcount data. And the nice thing is, is that the data model in SAC lets me combine that into a single model. Be aware there is a replication process taking place. It's not officially virtual. It is replicating data from S for HANA into SAC, then, and it's it's uh, replicating data from success factors into SAC, and then those two data sources sit by, side by side inside the same data model in SAC. Now, what's the power of that? The power of that for some of this prediction and so on means something like my travel and my training expenses and even my payroll expenses that come from S4. Now I pull my headcount that come in from success factors I can now put everything on a per person basis. That really helps me know what my travel per budget per person is, what my training costs per person are. You can't do that in S4 standalone because you only have the numerator, which is the financial. Now what we're doing is bringing the denominator in the calculation, which is the headcount. But now inside of SAC, the only place I can now for my actuals and my plan where I can see things on a per person basis is I can pull the numerator from S4, the denominator from a success factors, bring them together, divide one by the other in using a calculation in SAC. And now I have this single source of truth for my per person metrics. So when we talk about KPIs, things like travel per person, salary per person, a bonus payout per person, um, all of that is made available. The numerator from one source, the denominator from another, and it's all dynamically available in SAC. Now, by doing that, now we have this, and now you, 
SAC has these prediction and these planning and forecasting capabilities. Now I can start trending out things like travel per person into the future. I can start looking at what is my bonus payout per person into the future or bonus payout as a percentage of salaries, those types of things. And now that these metrics and KPIs are available in, in SAC, in a tool that now has predictive capabilities, the, the beauty of being able to integrate these two data sources, bring them together, create a single metric on a per person basis, allows me now to use predictive features to predict those same metrics into the future. And then as an added bonus, when I get new sets of actuals from the two sources, I can bring those in and now I can complete it with a variance analysis that allows me to compare actual to plan, both in absolute dollars and on a per person basis. So I can say I planned $500 per person in travel, but then a few months or a year down the road, I'll be able to say, well, my actual was really $450 per person in travel. And uh, as a result, uh, it's as a result of, of kind of this combined integration model, the calculations in SAC, running some predictions in SAC, and then compare to actuals again uh, at the same level um, in the future once I get, once the uh, book starts closing and I get my actuals. So that's how it all comes together. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, I think that's very, very helpful, Amart. So that I think you could definitely understand, I think when you have done all these predictions, you know, ahead of time that, okay, I can save, if there are chances that I can save a few amount of dollars here and I can invest these amount of dollars in a different location or a different place. And I think it's a beautiful way of providing uh, uh, these predictions with the help of uh, the planning functionality that you already have in SAC. Uh, so maybe I think, uh, Mark, I think we'll take a quick break and then come back and do a couple, couple more sure. thoughts around the different innovations that are coming back and then maybe some closing remarks. Okay. All right, welcome back. So before we get into the closing remarks, maybe I think I would like to see Mark, I think, could you briefly talk about any new innovations? I know there's a lot of things happening. If there are some new innovations in the planning functionality that you would like to highlight, maybe around SAC and how machine learning can complement it. Any thoughts about that? That would be helpful for our audience. Sure, yeah. So um, some of the planning functionalities, including uh, integration sources, I think we're finding more and more integrated sources because one of the things you're gonna learn with machine learning and predictive is that you know, because it relies, especially predictive is relying on trends, the more and more data you can get into your planning process, then the, uh, you could probably have a better chance of predicting because it needs to look at those trends. So I think one of the key innovations coming in the area of uh, machine learning and even predictive is to have more data sources available in your planning process so that you can actually leverage more data in your prediction. So looking for expansion, uh, looking forward to seeing expansion of these O data services that will allow us to acquire more and more data from sources in order to run these predictions on it and uh, and, and introduce machine learning. Uh, so that's one of the features. Now, another big part that there's an investment taking place is how to get all this working on the mobile platform. Because one of the things about predictive is it's that in the context of planning, you might be thinking more long-term, but imagine on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, 
being able to view on your phone, am I going to be out of stock at, on my shelf or at the store or uh, maybe maybe at the car dealership, wherever. Um, so having some ability to predict when you might, uh, inventory might be running low and those types of things. Um, I think getting that more and more onto the mobile platform will be pretty important because it'll be immediate because the predictions are fast, the predictions are powerful, but now the communication and to be able to leverage those on your phone is an example, um, both from planning, forecasting, but even prediction of you know things like an out of stock and so on, which uh, which has some. It's kind of a mini forecast. You know, what will I? What? How much ice cream will I have on the shelf by the end of Sunday? Do I have to get the truck there on Monday, or do I have to, can I wait to do it Thursday? Those types of things are very important. So I think those are, are important. Now, I also think there's a lot of innovation taking place in the in the case of optimization, so that predictions can run faster. They can run for a longer period of time against more data, again, after acquiring more data. So I think the area of optimization and mobile and then just kind of increasing that functionality are the key areas. Okay. I think you put you put it down in a very uh, nice way. I think all these innovations that could help trigger or help with the planning data that we have and how we can make these predictions better and make our customers and partners much more intuitive or much more help their business processes. I think that's going to be really a game changer. Thanks for your time, Mark. And I would like to maybe uh, provide our audience some thoughts about any closing remarks that you would like to give. And maybe you could also explain our audience about any of these upcoming webinars or conferences or any other such sort of things. Or maybe in addition, uh, any other uh, resources that might be available for the audience to kind of get a feel of what is happening. Sure. So um, first of all, let's talk about some of the things that are available to you for uh, for uh, learning about some of this. So first of all, there's Best Practice Explorer where but let's talk about really what, what the role that I'm in is what we are doing is taking the most common planning scenarios in the area of financial workforce and sales and capital planning. We're taking that and producing content in SAP Analytics Cloud that's free for use in planning. And so you can go to Best Practice Explorer and learn about that, rapid.sap.com, uh, BP slash BP. And then if you navigate to the SAP Best Practice for Analytics, you'll start seeing some of the analytics and financial planning content there. So under rapid.sap.com. Now there's also, as far as learning materials, you can go to uh, an open SAP course that's running right now. Um, and it will be available is the SAP S4 HANA Embedded Analytics Open SAP course. Uh, and that Embedded Analytics has a section on planning, but it'll give you a good overview of all the different analytics features, including some machine learning and predictive, uh, um, but also then a focus on financial planning, um, workforce planning and sales planning that I actually deliver in this new, brand new, as of uh, September, 2021, S4 HANA Embedded Analytics Open SAP course. Now, if you search my name on uh, Google, Mark P. Burke, and look up a blog, you'll see that it has some blogs out there. And you'll see one of them in particular called the Implementer's Guide to uh, Planning with SAP S4HANA is a quick way to kind of take a look at the latest uh, information about planning with SAP and also has some quick videos to help you with 
learning about dashboards, calculations, integration, uh, a lot of the things that we talked about. What we'll be doing is next year expanding that into some newer videos on using predictive features and even machine learning and planning, because that in itself is actually a relatively new uh, capability. We have our assumption generator built using existing tools, but we'd like to really start leveraging the predictive features to kind of generate that. And we have some examples in that in that uh, training course, which is talking about the uh, content that I was referring to before. Um, uh, and we, uh, we've built a lot of that ourselves, but now we're gonna start using the predictive features. And so with all that, um, you have some good resources. Again, rapid.sap.com slash BP, go to the best practice analytics package. Um, also S4HANA embedded analytics, open SAP. And then this blog under my name, Mark P. Burke blog for SAP, you'll see the implementer's guide to S4 based planning. And uh, I think those three resources should help you. Thanks, Mark. I think I really appreciate your time and your efforts in uh, uh, joining us for this podcast session and providing your thoughts based on your vast experience that you have around this uh, line of field. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. All. Oh, no, thank thank you, you. Thank you for inviting me, Raghu. All right. Thank you. Hi, I would like to end this podcast six from season two. So I would like to first thank Mr. Mark Burke for the detailed conversation that we had about machine learning and predictive analytics in the context of planning functionality that we have with SAP S4 HANA and SAC. It was a great conversation because Mark has so much of experience working as a customer, working as a consultant, and now with SAP, He's got some unique background and I think you might have noticed the way he has uh, explained the scenarios or explained a particular thing, how we have done. And of course, the three big pieces of planning functionality, whether it is with the workforce management planning or whether it is with the sales and operational planning or whether it is with the financial planning and analysis. So he did talk about these three fields with the in the context of some examples and all. I hope you got enough information and then you can always go back and check a lot of information that Mark Burke has uh, tons of information around uh, the planning functionality with machine learning and other things. Like always, I would like to encourage you to go online and check my blog series where this uh, podcast series will be linked and provide any feedback. Alternatively, you could also go to my Twitter handle, RK Banda. I will also be tagging all these podcast sessions over there so you can provide some feedback over there. And then, um, as always, uh, we'll look forward to meet you all again within a month's time. Uh, until then, have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are tuned in from. Happy predicting the future with SAP Technologies. Thank you.